It is rare when a superstar demands a trade and he's allowed to choose the destination. Damian Lillard checks every single box. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, Dame, listen up. Just stay patient, brother. We're coming to get you. Just stay patient. Myself, Theo Stone, we're waiting, open arms, ready to to nestle your head into our bosom. We're coming to get you. You're going to get heat cultured. Some way, somehow, it's happening. I promise you, baby. Damian Lillard is going to be a member of the Miami Heat. Not two years from now, not three years from now, but... I think by the end of the week. But make no mistake, no matter what you might hear from salty national media or sports talk personality types, Bill Simmons, no matter what you read or see on ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski carrying water for the Portland Trailblazers organization, don't, do not lose the plot. Damian Lillard is going to be on the Miami Heat. Do not be deterred. This is happening. This is happening. As soon as Damian Lillard opened his mouth over the weekend on Saturday and said, I want out and I want Miami, this was going to happen. It is destined to be, and Theo, despite all the posturing, all the tough talk from the Pacific Northwest, all the despair tweeting from the... Biased Northeast basketball media. They're not going to stop the inevitable. Dame's coming to South Florida. The Dame train. He's coming. Is making its way to South Florida. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for that introductory press conference where you got Dollar Dame up there. Maybe even put Jimmy and Bam up there with him just to talk about the process. Talk about the summer recruitment process and the future here in Miami. Maybe we even just take it all the way back and, and do the big three style. Might as well have him come up off the floor. Yeah, just celebrate. <laughs> just come on up off the floor. Or from the rafters. Or from the rafters. Yeah, from Drop them down this time. That'll Great be call. cool. Mix it up a little yeah. bit. The new age big three. Listen, there has been a lot of stupid nonsense this weekend, including, including, hey, Elon Musk. <laughs> Bang up job, you stupid dumbass. Don't let anybody tell you that rich people are smart, especially that (laughs) bloated Neanderthal, okay? Because that dude, what he's done to Twitter is an absolute travesty, okay? That man overpaid by billions, that Twitter app. And then this weekend, because he can't pay his bills, allegedly, to Google, he let that whole thing go to crap, and then he started making these new rules that if you spend $8 for Twitter Blue, then you'd be able to read all the Twitter you want. But if you don't, then ah, you only get to see 600 posts. Or if you're new to Twitter, only 60 posts. Yes. Yeah, that, you're just making things up, you dumbass. It's because you suck. And everything you do blows up. Your rockets, <laughs> your cars, and your app. You jackass. I think he's tanking it. 
So, so why, so while he's just learning as he goes, while we're trying to navigate through the mess that was social media this weekend, and I'm getting bits and pieces and choppy excerpts of things, and of course, the day that Damian Lillard requests a trade oh. to the Heat, of course, Twitter has its worst day in the history of the app. I was pissed. Oh, it was miserable. Oh. It was absolutely miserable. But make no mistake, while you sift through the charred remains of Twitter, and while you hear Adrian Wojnarowski give the company line for the Portland Trailblazers. And while you see Bill Simmons pleading on his podcast and on Twitter, oh, uh, how can the Heat do this? Why would he want to go to the Heat? Just know it's happening. Mm. This is going to happen. And I would argue, like Stone, maybe you, maybe, maybe you recall, or Theo, you recall another situation just like this where a superstar who went out of his way for his previous organization, who gave them all the slack in the world, all the slack in the world, all of uh, the chances to make things right, didn't have that organization do it for him, and he not only requested a trade, but he did so emphatically to one singular location, mm. like Damian Lillard has with the Heat. Like, I don't, I don't know... I know one. If I've ever seen it before. I mean, just go back to the original Big Three in Boston. How did Kevin Garnett land in Beantown? He had given the Timberwolves all he sure. could. He brought them to the Western Conference Finals. He had uh, given the front office so many chances to support him. He waited until it was like in the twilight of his career, and he finally said, after the rest of the world begged him to leave Minnesota, he finally said, it's time. He forced his way to Boston. But was Boston the was Boston the one team, the lone team he identified, or yeah. did Danny Ainge, uh, Danny Ainge offer him up the opportunity? Because I don't think when he requested the trade, he said Timberwolves, it's been real. Send me to the Celtics. Because at that point, yeah. the Celtics only had Paul Pierce. To be, I mean, to be a hundred percent honest, I couldn't tell you exactly like what I remember from it. But what I do remember, especially in the hindsight, was. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett had discussions about that that summer. Like, they all decided mm-hmm. to team up in Boston. So I would assume he told the Timberwolves brass, get me to Boston. But then again, I don't remember the semantics of it because, again, there's no telling if he did it publicly, if he did it through a reporter, if it was private. Like, it was 07. I can't, I don't even know what right. I had for breakfast this morning. I, I just, I, I can't remember a singular athlete saying, I'd like to be traded and it needs to be. This team, like James Harden's trying to do it with the Clippers, but it's James Harden. There's no other suitors that are like, oh, my God, Mm. this is terrifying that James Harden wants to go to the Clippers now. Uh, Listen, Harden, Kawhi, and uh, playoff P, that ain't doing it for me. Right, he's like, still getting the playoff P moniker. Yeah, playoff P. I that ain't that doing it for me. That 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 just it's not doing it for me. This is fairly unprecedented. Trailblazers, it's been awesome. I want to do this as respectfully as possible. Trade me, and it has to be the Miami Heat. Like, think about that. Think about how forceful that is, how determined that is, and how big a credit that is to the Miami Heat organization. This is going to happen because I will say this. If it does not, if the Trailblazers do not respond properly to Damian Lillard's wishes of going to the Heat, then the Portland Trailblazers for the next 10, 15 years will never get a free agent worth a damn again. Mm. It ain't happening. If you screw over Damian Lillard, who's amongst players, one of the most popular human beings in the league, 
If Damian Lillard leaves Portland with a bad taste in his mouth and goes someplace that he did not identify that he wanted to go to, which, um, well, that leaves uh, 29 teams, okay? Um, Then the Trailblazers can never do any damage in free agency, at least for the the significant part of our adult lives. Well, I I mean... They haven't done damage in free agency anyway, but I think beyond... Right, it'll be yeah. even worse, right? They're already a hellscape up yeah. there that, is a, that no free agents want to go to. So they're already not going to be getting doing well in free agency, but also I think the person that should most be watching this closely is the new number double zero and soon to be probably single zero for the Blazers, and that's Scoot Henderson, mm-hmm. who is the heir apparent. He's going to be the next franchise player face of the franchise, and he should watch closely what the Blazers do with Dame because Dame was... The most committed, most dedicated, most like altruistic star who would refuse to leave for 11 years. And he grinded. He had some great playoff performances and everything. Scoot Henderson watches Dane be a model citizen for the Trailblazers and them do him like that. If he watches him send them to Utah or whatever, if I'm Scoot, I'm like, well, I'm going to give y'all four or five years at max. And I'm getting out of here early if y'all can't build anything around me, if that's how you're going to treat me on the way out. Now, I want to give everybody a feel for how things are going right now in Portland, okay? Uh, this is this is an all-timer, uh, what we're going to listen to. Uh, Trailblazers fans, they're torn. Like, Stone, you would, you would agree they're torn because they want the Trailblazers to get the best they can get for Damian Lillard. Um, but also, Damian Lillard's done nothing but do great things for the Trailblazers organization, right? So they'd like to see things go off as cleanly as possible. Yeah, I'm having a hard time stomaching the word that she used, which was forceful. I think he's built up so much goodwill that this isn't forceful it's at deserved. all. It's deserved. It's deserving, yep. absolutely. And I know where you're going with the fans, and Torn's a good way to put it. Some of them a little defeated. Yeah, yeah, a little defeated. Uh, this is from the Blazers Uprise podcast. You apparently can check it out, their YouTube channel, and blazersuprise.com. This was Saturday upon hearing the news that Dame Lillard had requested a trade out of Portland. And let me remind you, these are two grown men. Take it away, guys. Crying when I was talking to you. They're crying. That's not distorted. (laughs) I told my wife, I know it's stupid at sports, but (laughs) Uh. as a sports fan and as a Damian Lillard fan, I just... Oh. I hate that we did this to him. I hate that he wanted to be here and that we... <laughs> oh, no. That we could never just do little things to help him out. So... Oh. I always tell you guys to wear my heart on my sleeve, but this, this sucks, man. It's like a breakup after 11 years or something. <laughs> now, there's, there's being upset and there's being <sighs> sad... And then there's levels of crying, right? There's like the sniffly, wipe a tear from your eye, voice cracks, and you continue to talk. Then there's the, I need a moment. And then you let the moment pass and you continue on. Then there's what I call level three of crying. And that's blubbering, can't understand a word the person is saying, slobbery, gooey nose. Pushing through, though. Inconsolable. 
This was level three crime. Like, listen again. Like, it sounds like something's wrong with him physically at the onset. No, this is a grown man. He's got a beard, by the way. If you watch the clip on Twitter, if your Twitter has somehow survived the weekend, you'll see that this is a grown man with a beard. He has a whole-ass adult beard that's graying, and this is, is how he's reacting. A grown man for the world to see in a public forum upon Damian Lillard requesting a trade out of Portland. That's all my wife. I know it's stupid. It's uh, sports. I'm sure his wife's super proud. <laughs> but, uh, as a sports fan and as a Damian Lillard fan, uh, I just... Uh, I hate that we did this to him. I hate that he wanted to be here and that we... <laughs> I mean, he's going at it. So he could never just if he gets divorced over this, he won't cry as hard as he is here. So, uh, I always tell you guys to wear my heart on my sleeve. It's like a breakup after 11 years or something. Holy crap. So that's how they're, that's how they're handling this up is, there. Is, this is the white dude, I presume? <laughs> of course. I mean, like, come on. I mean, did come you on. even need to ask that question? <laughs> that is the peak of white privilege. I don't. I don't go there often. <laughs> but sobbing your eyes out, depressed over a franchise superstar, just asking for a trade out after he was giving you eleven years, acting like this is the like the rock bottom for you. <laughs> like I wonder what other you know things have happened in his life that have brought him to tears like this because that is incredible. <laughs> like I've gone through stuff this weekend that was more deep than than a player on my favorite team. Asking for a trade. That is ridiculous. You know, at first you think it's satire, right? You're listening. Yes. And then, then when you lay eyes on it, his partner in crime, side yes, by his, side, yeah. is he knows how hard of a time it is for his buddy. Yeah, he's oh. got his forehead in his hands and he's like looking down. He's, he's and, basically giving his guy the floor. Yeah. He's like, it's yours. <laughs> I'm here in solitude with you. Like, and he's staring down at the floor waiting for his buddy to wrap it up. And he's just giving him all the time that he needs. It's it, it's. It's not fake at all. They I, still put that out there, too. I'm guessing it's <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, a recorded yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, it's on video, too. Uh, I just don't. It's on video. That is, <laughs> like, does this man have kids? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's got a wife. That's bad enough. He's, he's at, at the very least in his 40s. Oh. I told my wife it doesn't make any sense. I told my wife. Oh, and no, it's boy. stupid. It's he sports. A, he has oh. a family. He's supposed to be leading. Oh, boy. He's supposed to be a leader of a family. And he's doing that. I'd have been okay crying at, at Ricky Fowler, you know, taking 1,300 and 1,900, 1,600 days, whatever it was, to win his last event on the PGA Tour. But Maybe. And then it's a, it's a wistful brush of uh, tear right. from yes, your yes. eye. It's and, not like that was blubbering. My, my, my significant other has passed. Yes. Um, <laughs> or my child has pneumonia or something yes. like that. Like that, that's that type of, I've lost a family member. Those are real life tears. Yeah. He's, he's crying real life tears over something that, like, might affect his job a little bit. Like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, it, of course, it affects his sports fandom, but like, get a grip. But that that's is, that's pathetic. That's what I'm saying. That Trailblazers fans love Dame Lillard, especially that guy. <laughs> no, no, love no. Dame Lillard. It's something deeper than that. It's something deeper than love than what he's got <laughs> uh, for might, Dame it Lillard. It actually might be something that will turn into a crime at some yeah. point. Um, it, 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 this uh. is, this is a, a really odd place for a lot of Blazers fans to be in, okay? Because, uh, and if it's if it's a tough place for fans to be in where this guy has done everything that he can for your franchise and now he wants out and you're like, oh God, this sucks for our franchise, but also uh, we can't have this uh, end in a disastrous way, right? We can't have it like that. Imagine, imagine how players around the NBA are viewing this. 
Because if Damian Lillard can't be treated correctly upon his exit from Portland, then whoever will be. Yeah. And that, that to me, is the biggest source of ammunition for why I truly believe there is no doubt this is happening. Maybe a third team gets involved. Maybe four teams get involved in this deal. But Damian Lillard is going to end up in Miami. Because if you screw over Dame, then the Blazers are cooked. Yeah. They are absolutely cooked. We are in a rare situation where an athlete is requested a trade and he absolutely deserves to choose the destination upon his departure. Damian Lillard is that athlete. What I want to do is ask you the simple question. Do the Blazers owe Dame Miami? Do the Blazers owe Dame Miami and predict the next athlete to request a trade that will deserve to choose the destination? Predict the next athlete to request a trade and will deserve to choose the destination. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The Blazers absolutely owe Damian Lillard Miami. It's not even a question. Like They have to do it. Or that front office, good luck. Good luck. And I think Ethan Skolnick of Five Reasons Sports put it very well on his Five on the Floor podcast yesterday. The Heat got into this, this, this issue with Dwayne Wade for like the better part of, of two, three seasons. Yeah. And then Wade ends up going to Chicago, right? And at the very least, he went where he wanted to go. Mm. He wanted to go to Chicago. But then the Heat spent a three-year span – a two-year span, nearly three-year span, having overpay guys like Tyler Johnson and Hassan overpay guys like Hassan Whiteside and uh, James Jones because they needed to restore the reputation in the NBA that they actually are here for the players. Mm-hmm. What they did with Dwayne Wade, everybody in the league noticed that. The Heat turning their back on Dwayne Wade and making life difficult for him and not paying him? That set them back three, four years. So the same thing, but tenfold, is happening to the Blazers if they screw over Dame and don't send him to the Heat. That's, it's, that is unequivocally what's going to happen. You can get all the tough talk you want from Joe Cronin, the GM, through Adrian Wojnarowski from Portland. This is how it has to be. Or the Trailblazers might as well just pack it in. It's 100%. And also, again, I, I go back to uh, people keep making the point where they weren't getting free agents anyway, so why would they care? And, yes, you can make that point. But, again, it goes back to guys like Scoot Henderson, guys like Shaden Sharp, guys who – They're going to be free agents someday. Exactly. And when they're making those tough decisions, when they're looking at Portland saying, okay, I can stick around, give this front office a chance to build a contender around me, or I can go team up with my buddies, or I can go leave here, go there. There's a contending team here that wants me. Why wouldn't they choose to leave when they know that if I lock into this long-term deal with the Blazers and give them another shot, I saw what they did to Dame Lillard. I saw exactly how Dame Lillard gave them all the chances in the world, gave them 11 hard-earned years, and they just punted on them and put them wherever just to get an extra first-round pick or two. That's another piece of it, too. The trade packages that these other teams can put together, even if they're marginally better than the Miami Heat's trade package, the damage you would do by disgruntling 
Damian Lillard yeah. and sending him somewhere he doesn't yeah. want to be. It doesn't Is matter. it worth an extra right. first round pick that right. might be pick twenty seven? Exactly. Because you're giving that team Dame Lillard anyway. I mean, the Blazers need to do this for the sanctity of the franchise. And I don't give two solitary dams about the Portland Trail Blazers, but for the sanctity of that franchise, at least for the next decade. They got to do this, or it is going to have ramifications yeah. for years to come. Yeah, I'm saying this as a Heat fan. Absolutely. But this is what happens, and this is for all of you that don't think Heat culture is a thing, and you laugh at it, and you scoff at it, and you say, this is nonsense. Heat fans are so annoying. Blah, 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 blah. Don't think that there isn't the reputation coming out of South Florida that permeates the rest of the league, mm. that this is the franchise that maximizes what it has best. And that's been the case for well over a decade, whether it's superstars like LeBron or whether it's guys who are off the scrap heap like Gabe Vincent and Max Strews, who because of the Heat just made generational money over the weekend. The Heat, no matter what they're dealt, maximize what they have. You can call it what you want, but I choose to call it Heat culture. Mm. Okay? Mm. So Damian Lillard requesting a trade and saying solely, unequivocally, it needs to be the Heat, and he's not coming off of it? and won't come off of it, that right there is the biggest advocacy, the biggest hype-up job, and the biggest promotion of heat culture that has ever existed. Verification, almost. For the Absolutely. Heat. And I, When you ask if Portland owes Dame Miami, I go back to April and with Joe Cronin, and what he had said is the goal this offseason is to surround Dame with veterans, right? We don't want to start this rebuilding process. We don't want to bring in the young guys. And, and I heard Windhorse break this down a few days ago. He didn't lie when he said that. They didn't think they would land at three and be able to pick up Scoot yep. Henderson. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the cool things that, that, that Windhorse said is that in the past, if you get the fifth pick opposed to the third pick, typically it's a lot wider. Nowadays, like you're... So not that it's slim pickings, but sometimes there are game changers up front with a one, two, three spot, and then everybody's a wash after that. Yep. So Cronin going into this, he didn't want to start young. He didn't want to have to draft one of these guys until that three spot got slapped in front of them. Now all bets are off. So that's where I hesitate to say that Cronin punted on Dame. It was a decision they had to make where do we pass this up or do we waste this opportunity? And that's where it comes down to. But that's isn't that partially what he did? He, he saw Scoot Henderson in front of him, and he decided, right. I'm going right. to draft your replacement. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan ah. Love. I'm going to draft your replacement instead of. How else would? How else do you do you translate? That? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. The dude literally picked. I mean, he's number zero. He picked double zero when he got there. He plays the same position. He's what 19 years old. Dame Lillard is going to be 33 years old. You're going to owe him 63 million dollars in a few years here, and you're like, okay, Dame is going to be a good player for how much longer? Scoot Henderson could be a good player for the next decade plus. Right. I get what Joe Cronin did there, but he's also talking out of both sides of his mouth when he keeps saying, we're trying to build a contender. We want to do right by Dame. Because he's trying to look good for the Portland Trailblazers fans. But then also on the other side of his mouth, he's like, yo, we're going to keep this pick. We're going to draft Scoot Henderson. We promised you, Dame, that we wouldn't do this, but then we got the number three pick. Right. That changes things. And if any of you non-Heat fans are upset that Damian Lillard is requesting a trade and – and you're angry at the at, at the thought that he should be able to dictate where he goes. You team over player. It's all about the team, and the mm. team gets to decide what's best for the team. We already laid out why that's a bad idea. But if part of your your reasoning behind that is Damian Lillard, 
he he signed a new two hundred a, a near two hundred million dollar contract last summer. Last summer, made that commitment. Made that commitment. That does not hold water at all, Mm-mm. at all, because it's clear. Because in the Venn diagram of sports fan, if you're going to make that case, he made a commitment. He was given all that money. I would be willing to bet if you have that thought process that there's a Venn diagram also crossing in that Venn diagram is you saying, I wish that there was a player out there that played for a championship. Everything is all about me, me, me in sports these days. Well, isn't Damian Lillard by choosing the heat, choosing the heat, isn't he sort of enjoying the best of both worlds? Yeah, he got that money. But also now at this point in his career, 33 years old, he's already gotten his last massive contract. He's saying, I need to be put in a position where I can win a title and win it now, which yep. is why Brooklyn is not viable because Brooklyn's not ready to win a championship. Uh-uh. And that's why you can come up all you want and say, well, what if the Sixers came calling? What if the Celtics came calling? The Sixers have shown especially they're not ready to win a championship. They can't even make it out of the second round. And the Celtics, they've already started their panic mode. Oh, we can't compete with the Heat, so we got to go get someone like Porzingis on a rental uh, for a couple of years, right? It, so, so to me, like this is respectable. Damian Lillard, yeah, he got paid fine, but he's done more than his share. Like, oh well, the Blazers gave him all that money. No, trust me, Damian Lillard's done more than enough. More than enough. That in and of itself was sort of a thank you deal from the Portland Trailblazers. Should have been. It's what Dame deserved, and now he wants to go play for a ring. That's respectable. Another thing I'll say, because this gets overlooked as well, Damian Lillard is the reason why the Blazers are even able to draft Scoot Henderson. Oh, no question. Damian Lillard, at the back end of this NBA season, while he was still healthy, the Portland Trailblazers and Dame Lillard, decided we're going to tank to get a better pick. Now, when Dame Lillard and Joe Cronin in the front office had that discussion, Lillard was at least told, hey, they're going to get – and this is all from mm-hmm. Chris Haynes. This isn't like it's my information. Chris Haynes, as we know, Dame Lillard insider, uh, TNT, TNT crew. TNT Report, yeah. Right, you know Chris Haynes. Lillard was told, hey, we sit you out, we tank for a higher pick, we use that pick to get you another star so we can contend next year. The problem was they tanked too well and got the number three pick, like Stone just mentioned, and that became Scoot Henderson. And Joe Cronin then switched his loyalty up and said, ah, Dame, I know what the original plan was, but Scoot Henderson's right there. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to count all of that into, into effect as well. All the things that Dame Lillard did for them, he also helped them towards the heir apparent. Like, the Blazers are going to be set up well for the future because Scoot Henderson should be good. They have another good you know, young core around them. Jeremy Grant's a little overpaid, but Jeremy Grant. He's overpaid. But he's good. He's a good 160 player. $160 million. Yeah. He's a good player. Oh, I don't know what's worth that or Ty- Tyrese Halliburton's. I, I mean, I'm no, not, no. not quite Halliburton sure. No, no. Halliburton is worth that. All right. All right. It sells a two in front of it. Okay. Towards the Blazers. I mean, towards the Pacers, he's worth that. Okay. But let's be let's be clear, too. I don't know what Joe Cronin, Joe Cronin thinks he's going to get, but what team is going to go all in for a 33-year-old massive contract yeah. that might be pissed that he's coming to that team. Nope, nobody. And be a problem. It's the T-Wolves, it's the Celtics, or the Clippers. It's the only teams reported. Well, and 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 uh, you know what Damian, <laughs> Damian Lillard's going to say to the prospect of Minnesota? <laughs> no. The Sixers, we keep trying to force that. We keep trying to no. force It's not going to happen. By the way, Tyler Hero is better than Maxi. in case you're scoring <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, and, and we're going to get to Tyler Hero in a second. I feel badly for him. Uh. But this gross... This gross underestimation of what he actually is as a player and what he's been is absolutely bonehead trash bag nonsense, okay? Uh, and then when it comes to the Clippers, no, sorry, Clippers, you can, you can, you can have uh, 
you can have James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah, yeah, that's your guy. I mean, come on, come on. It's incredible right now. So, like, so, so Joe Cronin, you can sit here and you can pontificate all you want and talk through Woj and be strong and heavy-handed. It's not going to do you any good. Like, keep posturing, but at some point, you're going to have to call Pat and say, "Godfather, <laughs> let's just do it." Right? Like, do the Blazers owe Dame Miami? Yes, yes, they do. Unequivocally, there's no discussion to be had about this. The Blazers owe Damian Lillard Miami. Oh, but it's what's best for the... This is what's best for the team. Yes. It's what's best for the team. It is what's best for the team, okay? And predict the next athlete that'll request a trade that deserves to choose the destination. You guys can blow this out of the water, and I bet it's going to be unpopular. But we've talked about, guys, the Buffalo Bills sort of starting to slowly creep to the end Mm. of this championship window, right? They're going to have to reset at some point and build around Josh Allen again. They're not getting any younger They had a massive setback in this postseason. You thought they were there, and they might have missed their window. They might have missed their window. You've had a very disgruntled receiver. Last time we saw him on a field, he was yelling at Josh Allen on the sideline. Since he came to Buffalo, though, Stephon Diggs has completely helped revitalize that Bills offense and had an immediate connection with Josh Allen. I would be willing to bet if things continue to plateau for the Buffalo Bills this season, no Super Bowl, they lose in the divisional round or even the AFC title game, The man requests a trade. I think the Bills, even if it's not as goodwill as I presumed Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers to be that relationship, hasn't Stephon Diggs done enough for the Bills where he can say, hey, I'd like out and I'd like it to be Vegas or I'd like it to be L.A. or, you know, anywhere that that would have a chance so he could get himself a ring or put himself in a position to have a ring or am I completely overselling what Stephon Diggs has meant to that Buffalo organization. Yeah, I think you're overselling it. I think that he can ask out and they can they can trade him based on his request. I don't think he's going to be able to pick his destination. Because also, number one, in the NFL, there's so many different, like, there's so many different draft packages or players you can get back in return that you can get for stars, especially your star receivers, to where I think they would open it up to the free market. And also, Stefan Diggs isn't a homegrown guy. He wasn't a guy that they drafted, and he was a face of the franchise. Like, Josh Allen... Do you have to be a homegrown guy to, to be able to have the right to ask where yeah. you're going? No, or no. where you want to go? But what has he done or for the Bills? at least be tenured. What is, yeah, he's been there for he like three, tenured. four years. He's been there for like four, three years? Three years? I, I would think three or four seasons. I think he's been max. like three years. He might be going into his fourth year with Buffalo... Remember, his first year is when he be- he made Josh Allen relevant, and mm-hmm. Josh Allen became he a He made Josh Allen relevant. He did. Yes. He did. Um, so that's part of what he's done for them. But again, I just don't think – NFL franchises don't move in the same way that NBA franchises are forced to because there's 52-man rosters versus 12 to 15. I'll tell you this. The way he's acting and his attitude right now, if he were to request a trade, which I don't even hate that, Ken. I think Stephon Diggs is right yeah. on. He's only going to another Titan. There's no way he leaves Buffalo for anything less no. than a... Not and that's that it, why then he's got to, at the very least, the Bills need to accommodate his request to go to a contender. Yeah, Fine. Yeah, right. Fine. I'll say this about Stephon Diggs. Maybe he doesn't get the Dame Lillard treatment of being able to give the exact team he wants to go to, but I think that he deserves the chance to go to a contender. But a contender in the NFL is so different because, like, hypothetically speaking, all right, because even when, when Stephon Diggs went to the Bills, like... It wasn't like everybody was like, oh, home run deal. He's going to be on a contender now. Like the Vikings trade Stephon Diggs to the Bills and they become a contender. In the NFL, so many teams can uprise and become contenders within a span of two to three years with acquisitions like Stephon Diggs. Like what if, what if they trade him to a team like the Texans 
and Bryce Young becomes that guy, or they trade him to a team like the Colts, and he makes Anthony Richardson that kind of guy, like, and they build around them. They can become a contender in other ways that you can't just do in the NBA. I don't know, though. Like, you're you're pulling my I think this rebuttal. is a good discussion. I think this is a good discussion. Yeah. Do the Blazers owe Dame Miami? My answer is, uh-huh, hell yes. Theo's <laughs> answer is, uh-huh, hell yes. Stone's answer is, uh-huh, hell yes. Also, predict the next athlete that will request a trade and deserves to choose the destination. I think Stephon Diggs is in this conversation, but I think there's probably more obvious ones. It's rare. It's rare that you have an opportunity for a player to request a trade and say, I want to go to this team, and it feels like said team should accommodate it. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't happen all the time. It, it's rare. But Damian Lillard absolutely deserves to be sent to the Heat. His only demand, his only request, the Blazers owe him that. Predict the next athlete that will request a trade and will have deserved to choose his trade destination. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter's open at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. We're here on a Monday pre-Independence Day. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Can we hear real quick, Stone, Chris Haynes and Chris Haynes, and we've already mentioned him, Bleacher Report, TNT. I mean, Theo, he's he's Damian Lillard's guy, yeah. right? Yep, he has like Damian Lillard's, and he's, it's no secret either. Yeah. He was he was on the This League Uncut podcast with Mark Stein. And it was Mark Stein who brought up the is there a chance that maybe a team comes swooping in like Toronto did with Kawhi Leonard when they scooped him from the Spurs and that led to the Toronto championship? Uh is 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 there a chance that a team comes in after lurking around the corner and grabs him and Damian Lillard actually doesn't go to the Miami Heat. Here's here's how this exchange went down. And keep in mind, Chris Haynes is absolutely Dame's guy. Chris Haynes is the one who's talking to Dame. This is firsthand information. Mm. Listen to this exchange. It is striking. We once saw Toronto trade for Kawhi Leonard with one year left on his deal and a belief that Kawhi had zero interest in going there. He only stayed that one year, but they didn't win a championship. If that scenario happened, how hard would it be for Team X to try to talk Dame into, hey, you're with us and we've got you under contract for multiple years? And or do you do you do you think that he's just so set on Miami that there's no Miami, Miami style? <laughs> are you moving Miami? If it happens, are you moving to Miami? I will say this: I will be in my. Uh, I don't know that I'll pull a wind horse, but I would. No. I would be. Why, I would, why is wind horse? I would be in Miami probably a little bit more if that were the case. Wind horse catching a stray there. He, he said that was no shot at wind horse yeah. afterwards. I, I cut off the. But part it kind of was. But it actually kind of was. You can say it wasn't an insult, but it was. Um, but but I mean, Chris Haynes. It's hilarious. Miami, Miami Stein. It's Miami. Like this is going to be heater bust. Yeah. 
it, it's it, the, all the leverage is, is with Damian Lillard. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear otherwise. All the leverage is, within, is with Damian Lillard right now. And the Heat right now. The Heat probably need to find a trading partner. They probably need to find a third, fourth team to get involved in this. Ultimately, <clears throat> they'll do it. They'll do it. This is, I'm sorry. This has to happen or else the Trailblazers, like, forget it. Done. Done. Part of the problem, too, is the the player that Damian Lillard is and the contract that Damian Lillard has owed to him over the next few years. Like It ain't for the weak of heart. Yeah, he's still a 6'2 point guard that's going to be 33 years old next year. He's still going to be, I think in that final deal, or final year of the deal, he's owed like $63 million. Yeah, it's a huge hit against the cap. And most teams that are contenders or fancy themselves as people that are Dame Lillard away from winning a championship already have a point guard or a ball dominant uh, player right. who might not be defensive first. So like the That's Heat what are the, the only Heat team. So unique is that they did all this without a ball dominant true one. Yeah. Jimmy's not a one. Jimmy will tell you he's not a one. Right. This is the one. This is the one. And I think the one team that does feel the the most threatening when I just think about hypotheticals and stuff that's been thrown out there is low key the Boston Celtics. Because like I don't know how tantalizing Jalen Brown is plus whatever other assets they can throw, but like maybe that could swing at the last moment. If I'm Damian Lillard and I want to go to a team that gives me the best chance to win a championship, I'm taking Bam and Jimmy over those soft, mentally defunct, small uh, moment players in Jason oh, Tatum no. and Jalen Brown. You're right. No, no. I like, think I've seen enough I need to see of those guys to know that, hey, I'd rather go down south than go to Boston. Yeah, Dame Lillard would rather go to Miami. I'm just saying I wonder if if you're Joe Cronin and you're really going to be hard-ass and you're going to take the best offer, I wonder if they can lean in and say maybe the Celtics have a better offer than the Heat. I don't oh, think I'm so. Oh, I'm sure they can put together. Well, I, they might be able to put together It would have uh, to include Jalen Brown. They probably have to include Jalen Brown. And then that team is no longer as Correct. prime of a destination for Dame Lillard anyway. So Correct. it's just it's so many Considering things. Considering Kristaps Porzingis is going to play 27 games next year. Right, right. Listen, oftentimes can we uh, give PR teams their flowers on, on this show? We would love to do it, right? We talk about Anthony Richardson and how – Oh, yeah, his they, PR team, I mean, those people put in uh, overtime every day. They got me. <laughs> they they yeah. sucked in. Yeah, they, <laughs> I think they sucked in the general public. Like, now we're yeah. all believers of Anthony Richardson. I think the same thing's happening here with Dame. Like, they've done it so beautifully. Chris Haynes has set himself up for the future. He's a guy now that we go to for yeah. information. And then for the Heat to be the team that all the reports came out that that's where Dame wants to go. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't have asked for a better no, way for this to go because down. then you're hearing what ESPN is putting out there, and it is clear Adrian Wojnarowski, who I I mean he's the best. Uh, I'm not going to disparage Adrian Wojnarowski, but Bill it's Owls. clear he's getting text message. A noted FAU basketball fan, yeah. but it is clear that uh, that Joe Cronin has Woj's cell phone number, <laughs> and he is texting talking points because this was yesterday so it's compare chris haynes who's in with damian lillard what we just heard it's miami it's miami it's miami and then woge on sports center uh giving the portland side of things gary the the blazers front office the organization they made it clear to teams who called yesterday about damian lillard uh that they are open for business everywhere in the league on him now our mark spears reports that damian lillard wants to play for the Miami Heat, that he has told uh, the Blazers that. But he does not have a no-trade clause in the way that Bradley Beal did. He does not get the control where he goes next. And for Portland, listen, they're going to go out into the marketplace and try to find 
the best deal they can is a combination of young players, draft picks, salary cap relief, all the things you want when a star of Damian Lillard's magnitude uh, asks to be traded. And so I think this will not be a quick process, and Miami does not have any advantage uh, in trying to get a trade for Damian It's all posturing. Yeah. It's all posturing. Like it just is. And, and I understand that maybe the Trailblazers don't need Tyler Hero because they've got a bunch of guards yeah. on that team. But it's gotten to a point where when Tyler Hero is discussed, and I feel badly for him, he knows he's leaving. This is the only franchise he's ever known. He's done a great job with the Heat. Um, many big moments. And has he been frustrating sometimes with inconsistency? Sure. But could the Heat possibly have come closer to winning the title with him if he was available in this postseason? I would say yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. Um, but this it's getting to a point where where we're trying to like undercut what Tyler Hero is because so many people so desperately want to diminish what the Heat could give up for Damian Lillard because they're so obsessed with the Heat not getting Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Bill Simmons. Um, this is a, a an NBA six man of the year. Yeah. This was the Heat leading scorer in the regular season. This is a guy who can create his own shot. This is a guy who can handle. This is a guy who's only 24 years old. Uh, Tyler Hero is so much better than anybody's given him credit for simply because there is this desperation to not allow the Heat to get Damian Lillard. It's it's partially that, and it's also like, I think it did hurt Tyler Hero's um, his, his value when the Heat made this championship run without him. Like, not to say that it's a mark against Tyler Hero. It just didn't look good for you trying to market Tyler Hero now because you're like, yo, is Tyler Hero so important? You didn't even need him to get through the Bucks and then the Knicks and then the Celtics and, and even win a game in the NBA Finals against the Nuggets. So I think that hurts him a little bit. But Tyler Hero is a good player. Like you said, this whole package around Tyrese Maxey and trying to act Tyler like Tyler Hero is better than Tyrese Maxey. Come on. Like, he is a better player than Tyrese Maxey. It's at least a toss-up. It's at least a toss-up. Yeah. There's no way With you can With the edge going to Tyler Hero. Yeah, you can't definitively tell me that Tyrese Maxey's a better player than Tyler Hero. So, again, with all of that being said, the Heat still have a really good package. Maybe you have to find a third team. Like, Chris Haynes tweeted out that it almost certainly will involve a third team because of the fact that the Blazers don't really have a mm-hmm. need for Tyler Hero. So, you almost certainly have a third team involved. You get some other assets back to Portland, and you figure it out. But I think that's maybe what's taking so long. And Joe Cronin's just trying to run the price up. You know, he still has to hold on to his job. He still wants to be the GM. That's your number one job as an NBA GM is to keep your job. So he's trying to run the price up. There will be a team. I know it seems shocking based on what you've seen on social media or watched on ESPN. There will be a team that somehow accepts the services of Tyler Hero. (laughs) As, As painful as it may be. Like, stop. Stop. Uh, Real quick. Uh, what is your next athlete like Damian Lillard that you think Theo is going request, to request a trade and deserves to choose his destination like Dame is? Joel Embiid to the New York Knicks. I think it's 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 destined to happen. I think especially once the Harden trade goes down and they're not able to get the return on investment for Harden that looks like a championship contender in the in the Philadelphia. Joel Embiid will be the next guy to demand a trade, and I believe he'll want to go somewhere like New York and try and make something shake out there in the, in the Big Apple. 
Uh, do the Blazers owe Dame Miami and predict the next athlete that'll request a trade and will deserve to choose the destination? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its research sources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We'll get to your calls when we return. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Also, when we come back over the weekend, I realized I need to start coming up with a sports plan B. I'll explain when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Now, this is where this gets difficult. We've been asking, predict the next athlete that will request a trade, deserves to choose the destination, just like Dame Lillard's doing rightfully so with the Blazers in the heat. Uh, I said Stefan Diggs. And then after talking it through with Theo... I refined it to, well, maybe he can just request a trade to a contender. That's fine. I'll eat that. I'll own that. <laughs> uh, Joel Embiid, I think, is probably the obvious top of the hill one. Yeah. Like Theo uh, Theo nailed that. A lot of tea leaves. Uh, Johnny tweets Juan Soto of the Padres. What do you know about that, Stone? I don't necessarily know much. I know that there's a lot of tea Me neither. That's why I asked you. I mean, I think from a baseball guy, it makes sense. I think the only thing that I can point to, and I hate that you pawn this off on me, there's so many personalities in that locker room. So it makes in a lot Padres of sense. the Padres locker room in particular? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Fernando, it's Juan, there's Manny. I mean, there's a lot of the guys who think they're deserving. I like how he's on a first name basis, by the way. Uh, Fernando and Manny. Yeah. I mean, you want me to go full name? I'm a baseball guy, so I just keep it short and sweet. I think there are so many guys who think they're deserving of a lot of money, so I think one of them is going to step out into the light and say, hey, I want to go somewhere if you're not going to pay me the money that I deserve. So it does make sense. I think at its core. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I agree with Juan Soto because, well, the Padres, they're probably, they might be sellers at the deadline. They're falling apart. Juan Soto's been, been a Padre for about six seconds <laughs> and they paid him massive money. I don't think that that's actually going to turn out the way that uh, Juan Soto wants it unless the Padres can bring in a huge return. And thus concludes. Our Padres talk for the calendar year 2023 Woo. here on Ken LaVica Live. Let's go to Palm Beach Gardens. That's where we find our good friend Segway Sean here on Ken LaVica Live. Hey, Sean. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good. Good, good, good. I do have a player. Um, but before I before that, I, I did have one question as far as heat-related is concerned. Uh, and I don't this – may, this may be an easy answer given the fact that maybe they were – Unrestricted free agents or restricted free agents at the time. I don't know that, but could we, if they weren't, could we have possibly helped ourselves today by maybe not so much jumping the gun with the Gabe Vincent or Max Struess trades, just to simply have a little bit more bait to have for this foreseeable chess match of 
you know, Portland and, and Miami, and we have, he wants to, Dane wants to come to Miami, but we want to make sure we get the most for our money. It's a foregone conclusion. I'm, I'm among that thinking as well. But could we maybe have helped ourselves a little bit by, by not being so forthright with the trades on the day of free agency to, to give them to, to L.A.? Or I mean, Gabe Vincent, for all intents and purposes, is going to be the starting point guard next year, right? Yeah, I mean, and here's, here's why like, the Heat wanted to keep Gabe Vincent. They yep. gave him an offer that was significantly lower, though, than what the Lakers were offering. And so it, the Heat were unwilling to go past, what was it, $7.5 million a year, something along those lines, yeah. near $8 million a year, whereas the Lakers went significantly past that. So, it, Sean, it, it just it came down to the Heat wanted them. The Heat, because they know they're in a pursuit for Damian Lillard, had a specific number they couldn't go past, and they offered them what they could maximize. And with Max Struess, I think the plan was always to... delay that process five days, maybe maybe Portland has a value that L.A. does, and we can give him part of the trade with Hero, without Hero, I don't know. But maybe maybe he could become part of the fold if Portland was ready to give a little bit more, just like L.A. was. Well, Gabe Vincent was an unrestricted free agent, too, so there was nothing they could do. Max Struess was the sign-and-trade. Yeah, yeah, Max Struess was a sign-and-trade, but... the other part of the problem there, and the Heat got a second-round pick for Max Struess, the other part of the problem there for Gabe Vincent is even if you try and sign and trade him and use him in a deal for Dame Lillard, why would the Portland Trailblazers need another undersized If they don't guard? want Hero, then they don't want Gabe Vincent. Yeah, like so that's not a trade piece that would help you out in, in, a, in any kind of move for, for – uh, to try and get Dame Lillard. So uh, I get why the Heat let him walk. Sean, who's your player? Who's the player that, that is going to next request a trade and deserves to be able to choose that ultimate destination? I don't know that it's necessarily the very next next trade in the future, but considering the fact that he's probably going to be on one-year contracts for a while, Shohei Otani, you know, he's given the Angels, and I don't even know if he's ever going to want to leave there because it seems like one of the best fits in, in, in sports. But if he ever does in the next, I'd say, three years, he definitely deserves it for putting them on the map like he has for Christ. He's in the home run every game now, right? Yeah, pretty much. In the he, he, in the the month of June, he's pretty much just hit a home run every damn day. He is a psychopath uh, in a perfect baseball sense, and as Tony Romo would say, an alien. Uh, but w- when it comes to, to Otani, I don't think this is a guy who's in his first contract as a Major League Baseball player. He knows he's going to be the highest paid free agent in the history of the sport in three years' time. So I don't think that he'd be out there requesting trades. What I would say, if you want to talk about that team, the Angels in particular, like Mike Trout, at what point do we say, hey, this dude just isn't really interested in going somewhere to win a championship? He's just raking in paychecks. Like I would have been requesting two years ago a trade out of of Anaheim. Because Mike Trout, you ain't doing anything there. And he's still putting up numbers. Uh, he would be the one that should request a trade and say, "I want to go to uh, the Astros, or I want to go to Marlins. the Marlins, sure, uh, <laughs> the Braves, the Mets, absolutely." Like Mike Trout, if you're, if you're talking about that team, he's the guy. Yeah, Mike, and it's funny how he became. He was at one point, like a year and a half ago, the greatest baseball player of all time, and now he's the second best player on his team. Right. Right. It's crazy. I, I do think Shohei's off this list, though. It almost seems like he's off He's not going to request a trade. His trade is not going to be even murmured or uttered at all. And when what it comes do to you this. give up? If you're a contending team, what do you give up for Otani that isn't going to derail your road to the World Series? Right. It's legitimately going to be an auction like, for the guy. You can't do that. So, so trade, he's not, uh, he's not qualified for this topic. Because not only then do you give up a ton 
to acquire him at the trade deadline, probably more so than you're comfortable with. But then like you're not just getting him for a rental where he's just going to go right back to the Angels. You then have to take on his contract and potentially, if you want to keep him, whatever he's going to make, like $400 million range in free agency. (laughs) Right, it's going to be 10-plus years, too. You're signing up for the long haul. So it's too risky. As shocking as it sounds, it's too risky to actually try to acquire Shohei Otani outside of free agency. Mm -mm -mm. That's how ridiculous that guy is. When we come back, an old standby here on Ken LeVick Alive, Robert Sala, New York Jets head coach, will help us when we have a dog bleep Monday. Um, yeah, it was dog. <laughs> Thank you, coach and dog. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.